Welcome to the Rewilded Human Podcast, where Dr. Lucille and Lynn will tackle your most difficult and intimate questions with candor, tough love, and a little dash of humor. In today's episode, by being happy for other people, you are much more likely to attract love to yourself. So don't be a miserable cow. Be happy for the people around you. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of the Rewilded Human podcast. We are so happy to have you guys back with us. We hope you've enjoyed our previous episodes as well. I'm Lynn Hardy. I'm a naturopath, a nutritional consultant, and I also studied a bit of psychology, and I do have a huge interest in this. I'm also a best-selling author. You can see my books behind me, The Aging Games, How to Come Out a Winner, and my latest book, The Fasting Bible, and you can check those out on Amazon. And let me introduce you to my beautiful and very, very wise co-star and co-founder <laughs> co of this podcast. This is Dr. Lucille. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm uh, Dr. Lucille Neckes, and I have been a psychiatrist, psychotherapist, like forever, mm -hmm. uh, over 35 years. No, I'm sorry. I can't even recall the number now of how many years I've been doing it. And um, I'm an EMDR practitioner, and I also am a Healy World member, and I will show you my little one Healy device. I love frequency devices. I know Lynn shares this interest in frequency devices as well. So I love introducing people to devices that can uh, enhance their bioenergetic field on all levels. So um, I'm just excited to be here with uh, my pal, Lynn Hardy. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lucille. And guys, if you want more information about the Healy, you can check out the link below. And also about EMDR, which Dr. Lucille just mentioned, we just did an episode and that was episode 13. If you want to learn more about this um, healing method or, or how, what would you call it? It would be a healing method, right? Um, it's a therapeutic modality. Therapeutic mod modality. Yes. Then, then do check out episode 13 to learn more. It was a great episode. I really enjoyed that one. So today, guys, we're doing something a little bit different. Again, we're doing the rapid fire, just like in episode 10. And the rapid fire is going to be about, am I the problem? So we're going to just plow through like 20 questions from people that are asking, am I the problem? And we're just going to give like really quick answers just off the top of our heads. We're not going to, you know, go too deeply into these, just trying to get through them quickly for a bit of fun. Uh, Dr. Lucy, would you like to get started with number one? Sure. Am I the problem if I never offer to pay when out with friends, always expecting them to cover the bill? They do have more money than me. I think you're the problem. You're the problem. <laughs> Just because your friends have more money than you, more it doesn't money. mean they need to pay. Um, what What I think a nice way to handle that, if your parent, if your friends have so much more money and they insist on paying, then at least you know, take them, you know, pay for coffee, pay for an ice cream. Like if you're not paying for the big things and and they insist on paying for the big things, show a nice gesture by offering to pay for smaller things. Otherwise, you're the problem. I totally agree. I totally agree. Because it's not just about the money. It's about the appreciation. Exactly. Appreciation for being And nothing, you know, it's nothing is owed to you because they're your friends. It doesn't mean they have to pay for everything. I think that's, I'm, I always end up paying for almost all of my friends. It's always been like that. And it, it gets a bit annoying. So I always appreciate it when somebody invites me back. And even if it's just a small thing, it, it really makes me feel good. So sure. yeah, give, yeah, give a little bit back. Be a nice mm -hmm. guy. Or girl. 
the next question is, am I being unreasonable for feeling hurt and avoiding my sister after she excluded me from a significant girl's night out two years ago? Well, two years ago, get over it, girl. I mean, come on. <laughs> I agree. I <laughs> Jesus. agree. People are still harping over something that happened two years ago. She excluded you from a significant girl's night out. I mean, you know, does she have to include you in everything? Are you guys joint twins or something? I don't That's know. That's a great point. That's a great point. And, you know, if you're hurt about avoiding her avoiding inviting you to this, um, do you think maybe that you are avoiding her and that might hurt her as well? So, you know, maybe you would need to think about the sitting down with her and having it out and deciding what really happened two years yeah, exactly. ago. And yeah, whether or not it's worth holding on to this grievance. Yeah. Your sister's probably sitting there wondering what happened. Like, why is she not? Yeah, why is she avoiding exactly. me? And I, yeah, that's, that's just yeah. crazy. Okay, next one, Dr. Lucy. Okay, um, am, I the am I the problem if I cancel plans last minute regularly without considering how it affects my friends? Absolutely, yes. Would you of agree? Course. Of course, that's that just so rude. I, I can't stand people like that. Like, no, yes. don't do that. I'm surprised you still have friends. You don't deserve friends. <laughs> no, you don't deserve friends. You don't even deserve a dog. You are the problem. No, it's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> not not that we're judgmental in no, any we're not, no no judgment here guys we love everyone you guys are all perfect as you are <laughs> but this is why i like this rapid fire reminder because if we can just be honest like you know sure. it's anonymous we don't <laughs> we don't have right. to wait and if, if any of you if any of you who are viewing this or listening to us disagrees please put it in the comments we'd love yeah. to know your thoughts Exactly. Right. It's, it's fine to disagree with us. We don't, we don't mind sure. at all. We don't get triggered. We don't get offended. Let us know if you disagree. Yeah, we have no egos. We have no, no egos at all. No, no, nothing at all. The next question is, am I being unfair by feeling upset when I lend things to my friends and they consistently fail to return them? You are, you are definitely not the problem, I would say. No, no I think you are not it's the problem. Inconsiderate, very inconsiderate and disrespectful that your friends do not return items they they took from you. And I people do that a lot. I've I've had that happen to me a lot, and it's really annoying. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. my goodness. No, I think you know, with money, horrendous. with items, with things, with books, with clothes, with things like that. I I just don't even really like lending things anymore. It's like. I'd rather give it to you. If you want something, I'll give it to you. And then yeah. I don't expect yeah. it back. And then there are no disappointments. But something that is cherished to me, I just don't like lending it anymore. What do you? What about you, Lucille? Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm very, very careful about what I lend out to people. And, you know, I kind of spot the people who are looking to take advantage of me. Mm -hmm. So I just say no. I mean, I do have friends who are so considerate and so respectful. It wouldn't wouldn't cross my mind to say, no, you can't you can't take this book or whatever. Yeah. But there are other people who are just constantly on the lookout for getting freebies. They just yeah. want freebies. Oh, yeah, it's I terrible. Just, no, you yeah. are not the problem. Your your friends are the problem. No, no. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Um, next one. Am I the problem for feeling overlooked and undervalued at work when a less experienced colleague received a promotion over me? Huh. Well, um, I can I can understand how you feel, but I'm you know I'm not sure if uh, if you're the problem or not because we don't know on what basis this colleague received the promotion, right? Exactly. Um, 
uh, you know, it may be that they did have more skills or they were able to do a project in, um, you know, a, in a stellar way that the boss really liked. Um, there could be so many factors that yes. go into this. And it would not be that it's that you are not valued at work. Um, it just may, may be that this other person had the makings of whatever was needed for this um, new role that oh, they sure. uh, they got promoted to. Who knows? Yeah, no, yeah. I agree that we don't have enough information to really judge. But all I can say is, you know, stop sulking and work harder. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> or, you know, if you're really curious, like some people are very, very curious and they really want to know, you might go, you know, approach you know, your boss, if you feel yeah. comfortable doing so and say, can you, can you uh, explain to me what happened here? Because I'd really love to do my best. And if I'm underperforming, I'd like to know about it, you know? Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Find mm -hmm. out. So chances are you are the problem, but let's get to the bottom of it and find out. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Am I the problem when I don't want to hear about everyone's happy relationship stories when I can't find anyone to love me? Oh, I know people like this. And yeah, you are the problem because you know what? By being happy for other people, you are much more likely to attract love to yourself. So don't be a miserable cow. Be happy for the people around you. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? And that's how, how that's how you're going to attract, uh, you know, the, the love of your life is if you're in a high vibe state, yes. uh, feeling grateful, feeling happy for everybody else who has the relationship that they desire, you're not going to attract anybody of value. If you're feeling uh, grumpy and, you know, envious, and it's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Or you're going to find somebody who's going to make you miserable. So, Absolutely. And I yeah, mean, don't so, you, don't you, it's, it's so terrible to have friends that only want to hear the bad things that happen to you. And, you know, yeah. then they're happy and they're, oh, that's fantastic. You know, I know, I know. and then Those when good things friends. happen to you, then they don't yeah. want to hear it. That's so you are definitely the problem. I'm sorry. You need to change that. And then once you change that, you change your mindset and you start getting, being happy, generally happy for people around you, people that you love, then, then your life's going to change completely as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Am I the problem for expecting my partner to share household chores like cooking and cleaning equally? He works and I'm a stay at home mom. You are the ah. problem. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I would agree. I would yeah. agree. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, marriage is 50, 50. I, I was home for three years with, with our son and, you know, I did all the household chores and my husband was out there working and I never expected him to come home at 11 o'clock at night and do the laundry and bathe our son. And, you know, I had dinner waiting for him all the time and this is how our family worked. And I think this was super important. And, um, I think I, to me, you're the problem, but I'm, you know, I'm a traditional woman with traditional roles, female, male roles. I know now things work very differently and the, the young kids are expecting everyone to pull their weight and, and, um, and a lot of times these relationships don't work out too well. Yeah, I, I would agree. And you have to, you have to really ask yourself, what do you mean by equally? Because I agree with mm -hmm. Lynn, if your partner is working hard at a job to support you, then he's putting in a, an equal, you know, he could be putting in an equal or more than equal amount of energy and, um, uh, and who like finances or whatever to keep the, the family going. So yes. why expect him to do half of the household chores? 
But you know, that some doesn't... women will say that being at home with a being a mom, a full time mom, is also a full time job. So it's like we both have full time jobs. So when he gets home, then he should still do all the other chores as well. Um, I understand that. I'm not sure though that that would that doesn't seem equal to me. You know, no. it's kind of like sure he should do something around the house. I agree. Mm -hmm. If he's creating, helping to create some of the mess, he should do something. Yeah. But but to to divvy it up half and half, I'm not sure that's equal or fair. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I think you're the problem. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Am I the problem if my sarcasm occasionally offends my friends, even though it's meant in good humor? Yes. I think you're the problem because you have no idea how your sarcasm is landing for these people. And it may be too cutting, too wounding, uh, too hurtful. And you should be sensitive. I think you need to be sensitive. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think sarcasm is, you know, has its place. Yes. But I don't, you know, but if they're offended, then it means that they, uh, something you said really makes them feel like it, that you are targeting them with the sarcasm. And, so not um, only are you the problem, you are not funny. Yeah, you're not funny. I agree. <laughs> I agree. You are not I funny. Agree. I mean, I have a sarcastic sense of humor as well, but I know how to use it and, and, on whom I can use it. It's not on everyone yes. and how, and I mean, you can, you can use a sense of humor, sarcastic sense without actually offending or hurting people. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. Yes. You're okay. the problem. Yep. I agree. Um, am I wrong for feeling neglected by my parents when they rarely initiate contact despite my efforts to reach out? <sighs> yeah, I, uh, I feel for you there. You know, I, I think um, it's really painful when you have somebody that, you know, you feel close to that you love. And for some reason, they're just not reciprocating that love. So um, I would agree that it is painful. And unless you've had some kind of major falling out that we don't know about, uh, in which you played a part in pushing your, your parents away, I would say, yeah, I, I don't think you're necessarily the problem here. Yeah, I have a cousin like this and, and she's amazing and she's the one holding the family together and her parents live like around the corner from her and she's got three kids and they never call. They never check on the kids. They never come over. And, yeah. I, and it's, it's just horrible. So, you yeah. know, if it's that kind of situation, you are definitely not the problem and your parents are the problem. And even though it hurts, what can you do? I mean, all you can do is keep reaching out. But it's it's never the same kind of feeling as when when no, somebody actually no, cares right. about you and loves you and wants to be with you. It's very 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 sad. But sure. you are not the problem. No, I agree. Am I up or are you up? You're up. You're up. I'm You're up. up. Okay, I'm retired. Am I the problem when I don't want to spend time with my elderly mother who is mean and disrespectful to me? I have friends like this. Yes. I have friends like this that are struggling like crazy right now and their mothers are miserable and they're terrible to them and they have to go and take care of them and it's a real struggle. How much are we are we ob obliged are we obligated to take care of people that are nasty to us? I don't, I don't think we are never I don't think we're ever obligated to just sacrifice ourselves and and be the target of our family's hostilities. Never mm -hmm. ever. You mm -hmm. should never be in that position. So no, I do not think you are the problem at all. Um, and then it's a matter of, well, how, how much do you want? Do you want to even spend any time? Do you, are you ready to just cut it off with your uh, elderly mother? Or are you, 
you know, uh, willing to just keep constantly reminding her that you do not uh, tolerate disrespect. I don't know. It's up to you, really. But I, too, know lots of people who are in this position. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. She was guilt awful. over resentment? Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe you don't feel guilty. Some people, after a while, they don't feel guilty. They mm -hmm. just feel relieved if they you know cut mm -hmm. off the relationship with yeah with the yes parent. i do know people like that as well so you are i think i don't think you're the problem i mean nobody nobody has the right to be disrespectful to you so sure. no. no no um am i the problem if i often share my opinions on my family members choices even when they don't ask for it yes you yes are. <laughs> of course yes. you are shut up well, sit down and shut up <laughs> yes i mean no, nobody wants your opinion i mean you know, if I want your opinion, I'll ask for it. And if somebody's not asking for your opinion, don't force it on other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are, you know, it's kind of arrogant. Yeah. It's arrogant to think I know the answers. Mm -hmm. I will tell you how you should live your life. Yeah. <laughs> no. And, and I'm sure that if it was done to you, you wouldn't like it either. No. You yeah. know, come to think of it, I do do this sometimes, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> come on confess confess i'm the problem i'm the problem this was my question no it wasn't my question but i can relate to it i do force my opinions on people at times and i probably shouldn't so i i will work on that thank you for I, know, the we, I mean we all do it i have to confess i do that occasionally too and then i have to yeah. slap myself it's hard to hold yourself back i mean we do know things so much better than others so it's hard to not that's force, true that's true force our views on other people but yeah, but you should still you should still respect that everybody has yeah. their own journey and they have a right to their own choices. And yeah, you know, it's true. Let, it's true. Live and let live. Something yeah. to work on. Zip the yeah. mouth, Lynn. Reminder to self. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the problem for putting my own sexual needs ahead of my partner's? Well, <sighs> yeah, that's a complicated one. Um. You know, I think if you want a healthy life. sexual relationship, it's a give and take, right? You, you know, everybody Absolutely. should feel good. Absolutely. And I yeah. think it works best when everyone's satisfied and everyone, it's not that one person giving more than the other all the time. It has to be some kind of a nice balance. So, yeah, I think you are a bit of a problem. You know, don't put your needs first. Right, exactly. And I'm not sure, It's it, my hesitation is, I, I, it's such a vague, vaguely worded question. I don't know exactly how to answer it because, what do you mean by putting your needs ahead of my partners? Is it that you force sex on them or that you go oh. to other partners to get your sexual needs met? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I agree with Lynn that it requires a lot of, um, you know, you know, mutual respect and, and a lot of communication mm -hmm. to yeah. um, have a much more harmonious, let's mm -hmm. say harmonious, Life, well, it right? could be, you know, somebody that they're they're only concerned about their own orgasm and not worried about the right. partners yeah. or something yeah. like that. That was kind of yeah. my interpretation, but I'm not sure what they mean. Yeah. But, you know, in that case, it's not fair. It has to be 50-50, right? Yeah. Everybody yeah, needs exactly. to walk away satisfied and happy sure. and want to come back for more. So yeah. I, in, in that context, I would say you are the problem. Yes, I agree. You're selfish. Um, do better. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I the problem when I expect my husband to be as nice and respectful to me as he is to others at work? I don't think you're the problem. Well, provided I that you are also nice and respectful to your husband. <laughs> That's a good point. That is a good you know, point. Because yeah. the people at work are probably treating him with respect and they're nice to him. So yeah. how are yeah. you to him when he comes home from work? That's how right. How are you treating him? Because 
That's if, right. If you're treating him with, with love and respect, then obviously you should expect the same in return. Absolutely. If you're if you're standing at the door when he walks in and you're nagging at him already because he yeah. doesn't take garbage out and blah blah blah. And exactly. Like, then then you're the problem. If you're standing there in a sexy like lingerie with you know freshly baked apple pie and he's still mean to you, <laughs> then you are not the yes. problem. And your husband is something wrong with him. <laughs> I agree. Yes. Am I the problem for expecting my roommate to respect our shared living space and keep it tidy? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think you should tolerate a slob ever. No. Ever. No. This comes up a and lot. I think people need to choose like roommates more wisely. You know, the, yeah, the yeah, last one there was something. Sometimes yeah. though, you don't know mm -hmm. uh, until you know. It takes a while to live with them before you realize how yeah. slobby they are, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And it's so interesting yeah. because in right now we have a lot more people like living together as roommates than before because rent is so expensive, property prices are so expensive. So we have a lot more adults living together, you know, a lot more people not getting married, choosing a room roommate instead. So this issue keeps coming up over and over again, which is really yeah. interesting. You know, you can cannot be too careful about, you know, the roommates, because it's yeah. easy to get a roommate. It's very hard to get rid of them. So yeah, that's yes. true. Yeah. But, but you probably, like you know, you're not the problem. Your, your roommate should, no. should tidy up. Definitely. I agree. I agree. Am I the problem for wanting my partner to pay more attention to me when I talk about my day? Uh, I think you could be the problem. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it depends. Like in female male relationships, men don't really want to hear the excessive detail about who said what to whom over the course of the day and who bought the better dress and all of the other stuff that you go through that I think is stuff that you talk to your girlfriends about exactly um guys just their brains just cannot tolerate that especially if it's the end of a uh, work day and you know he's just trying to relax and rejuvenate mm -hmm. himself and he does not need you know, the play-by-play -play of everything that happened in your day. I think you need to hit the highlights and that's it. Basically. I definitely agree. I agree totally. I think you're the problem. And I think men and women are very different like that. Like you said, Lucy, yeah. you know, men come home and they need to like kind of unwind, like in the fifties, you know, how you would have those TV shows, they'd come home, they'd open the newspaper, put their feet up and they just want, you know, have a beer and just be in quiet for a few minutes, sure. kind of unwind. Sure. And then what women as women, I'm guilty of this as well. And then what we tend to do, we can't wait for them to come home. Oh my God, you won't believe what happened. And Julia did this and that, you know, and you want to tell them everything, but maybe yeah. hold back a little bit and, and don't, you know, dump everything on him right away. Hold back a little bit. And, and, and like Lucille said, share the highlights. Yeah, you're, you're the problem. Let the guy relax and bring him a beer. Yeah. And apparently that behavior of the guy coming home and just shutting down is a uh, strategy that actually raises their testosterone levels oh. i found out yeah that during the day in the course of a work day the testosterone levels get depleted by all the stress everything they have to do all the responsibilities how you know how much they have to be masculine in their roles mm -hmm. and so when they come home it's like uh, a biological imperative that they shut down and they allow their testosterone levels to rise again. Oh, interesting. So if you want to have a hot night with your husband, and yes, then let him it. relax and let that testosterone increase a little bit. Yeah. Very great. That's tip. Right. I love that. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Am I wrong to expect an apology after an argument, especially if I feel I wasn't at fault? Well, we're never at fault, are we? 
Of course we are. <laughs> never, never <laughs> done anything wrong in my life. So <laughs> I think this is a very difficult situation. I mean, obviously the person that is not apologizing is also not at fault. So nobody's really at fault. Well, so, yeah and nobody's taking responsibility exactly nobody's looking at well how did i what, what was my part in creating this argument you know yeah. and i think that's a dead end you're just going to be facing a cold war forever if uh you treat people that way you have to ask yourself how, how important is this friendship or relationship to mm -hmm. you and if it's really important then you're going to sit down and have a talk and you're going to yeah. take some responsibility for your part in Make whatever is wrong exactly yeah. find out what happened make the first move or or just be the bigger man and just apologize and if yeah. it's not if it's some small issue not something major it doesn't sound like it's something major after an argument so maybe it was a stupid argument about nothing or yeah. just get over it and move on yeah, yeah. we'll say you're the problem just to we, keep we agree you're the problem <laughs> um Oh, am I the problem for sleeping with my boss and getting a promotion over others who are more qualified? Yes! yes you are the you problem. Are. are you kidding me? Is this a legitimate <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, That's a pretty um, obvious question, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. I, you know, I mean, wow. I wonder what's going to happen to the company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah, this is the way people get promoted oh my god that's goodness. terrible i thought these days no, were like behind us no that these yeah. things don't happen anymore but i guess they do oh they um, do, yeah they do. They that's do. terrible they like do. how would you even enjoy that promotion you know knowing how you got it well, if, you're, if you're a psychopath and i hope yeah. you aren't whoever asked yeah. this question if you're a psychopath you couldn't care less you're just happy you got the exactly but you know it causes a lot a ripple effect with everybody yeah. else because People know. People, of course, they them. know, and and yeah. it just demoralizes everybody. And then they don't really want to put their best into their jobs. So this, I think, is really like a cancerous growth in a, a company yeah. when these things happen. Uh, yeah, yes, definitely, you're the problem. You're the problem, and you're the psychopath. So yeah, <laughs> that's our verdict, and we're sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the problem for telling my BFF that she's overweight and has let herself go? Yes. Yeah, that's not really. Did she ask for your opinion? You know, Did she asked. And okay, here's another thing too that if if you were concerned about her health, I mean, you, you really love this friend and you're concerned about her health, then you would not blurt out you're overweight and you're letting yourself go. Mm -hmm. uh, you would you would phrase it in a much more compassionate kind way like you know i'm a little bit concerned about your health and you know have you considered that you know maybe you know you you need to at least at the very least get a checkup and find out if maybe you have some risk factors mm -hmm. for something something that's um you know serious yeah um like i think you have to do like with love you have to do it with love and you can't just label people and tell them this is your problem you yeah you and, and you know some people would get really offended even if you su suggested to go get checked out if there's a problem I mean I think if somebody's not asking for your opinion it's best to just keep it to yourself I mean hopefully your friendship yeah. is strong enough that they will come to you and say what do you do you think I put on a bit of weight or do you think if they don't ask I don't know it's 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 really difficult yeah to and, uh, you, you, and you know it's this is a little bit um again vague because i don't know what well, overweight what extent 
uh, yeah. the, the part, the, the friend is overweight to what extent and let herself go. I'm not really sure. But for example, if it's like an earlier uh, thing that we dealt with in previous episode where you're seeing that your friend is drinking way too much, like it becomes, it's a serious issue. Yes, yes, I agree. Then I think if you love this person, then you're going to say something, but you're going to do it with tremendous compassion and caring. Yes. Uh, but if it's just that she's put on, you know, 15 pounds and, you know, no, I agree with Lynn. Um, if she's not re seeing it as a problem, don't make it into one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're the problem. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Am I the problem for not asking my friend to sing at the wedding and hiring a professional? Um, you know, I don't think you're a problem. No. Can no, your friend even sing? <laughs> can your friend sing or does she, is she a wannabe singer i don't know yeah but, yeah i mean know, this, no this is your very special day i mean this is like serious um and you should be able to choose exactly what you want to do with it what if right? the friend offered to sing at the wedding yeah well that's um that's an issue that I think is very sensitive. Like, you know what happens when, and you've had, like, did you have a formal wedding, Lynn? Yes, but very small one in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. So you don't count. But anyway. <laughs> it wasn't Elvis that married us, but there were only four people at my <laughs> wedding. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah, it was. Um, but, you know, if you're planning a formal wedding and, and this is so important to you, uh, you may find that a whole bunch of fran friends and family members suddenly decide that they want to decide how things go, mm -hmm. you know, and they, you have to invite their, you know, their third cousin twice removed from Australia <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, the, you know, the, the, somebody's kid who you don't even know is going to be the ring bearer, you know, and, and people just like feel entitled to take over. Mm -hmm. And I've seen this so many times in, in my clients, thank God I never had a, a wedding where, you know, it just turns into everybody else's circus if mm -hmm. you let that happen. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, and I think, you know, this is something that is going to set, it sets the tone for the rest of your relationship, your marriage. Mm -hmm. It is something that you can look back on that is beautiful and, you know, warms your heart why do you want to make it substandard? Why, if no. I assume you really don't like the way your friend sings, <laughs> whatever, why then? Why then give in and let her sing when you would prefer no. a professional to do it? Yeah, I, I think you're I not think the you're problem. problem. But maybe if she has a beautiful voice and she offered to sing, maybe she can sing one song at the wedding. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah, you could rather do, than, you, you know, doing the whole show, just doing one special song or something, if you're sure. open to it but I don't think you're the problem. It's your wedding and it's your special day and you, you can make it whatever you want. I agree. Us to our last question of the day, am I the problem for expecting my neighbor to keep his cats inside his own yard? Oh, well, I can understand why you might want, not want his cats in your yard, but it's um, if they're outdoor cats and you don't have like an iron fence they're yeah. gonna get to your yard they're gonna get everywhere yeah um so uh yeah i don't i really don't know how you would deal with this all you know it's it's just i you you are entitled not to want the cats in your own yard but realistically i don't know how you can prevent it do you have another idea about this no it's really hard and i have this problem actually so i can oh, totally relate to this yeah. 
and and you know they come and they dirty in your garden and everything and yeah. uh, you know i i fear for my dogs and they get in fights with the dogs sure. so yeah so it, it's it's not a good situation so I, do, I don't think you're the problem at all i think if people have cats yeah. i know it's hard to keep them inside your garden but you know you're also responsible for them so it's not fair you know for example my son has a cat allergy so if the cats come over oh. and there's hair everywhere and they go on my furniture and stuff or they even walk into my house I'm I'm not pleased about that. So I don't think you're the problem. I think I think neighbors need to have respect. And you know, it's like if my dog would go into my neighbor's garden, what would the neighbor say or walk into his house? So because it's a right. cat, then it's okay, yeah. right? Yeah. But if it was yeah. a dog, nobody would tolerate a dog doing that. But because a cat can climb over walls and fences and everything, you can't keep them out. Then well, it's just a cat or six or seven or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> in oh my, my case um yeah so that's a tough one I would say you're not the problem I I agree I agree oh well and, so that's our that's our judgmental episode for yeah I love it I love these these are so good <laughs> well I, I hope everyone had as much fun with this as we did yes I hope so too guys and like and like Lucille said earlier if, if you don't agree with any of these things let us know below and these are fun. These are really fun questions. I really enjoyed this. Um, we really hope you guys enjoyed this episode once again with us. Thank you so much for sticking with us, for listening, for liking, sharing with your friends uh, and keep sending us those questions, guys. And we love hearing from you. Yes. Thank you so much. You you make the podcast for us. No, thank you. thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Dr. Lucille. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you, Lynn. Thank, Thank you, you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Please be aware that Lynn and I are here to provide insights, advice, stories that are for educational and entertainment purposes only. None of our content should be considered to be personal, medical, or mental health therapy. If you are experiencing a mental health or physical health challenge, please consult the appropriate healthcare specialist. We are here to provide the best possible content in an atmosphere of positive conversation and personal growth.